1: There's a reason why I started Blood Origins, and that reason is simple: is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting.
2: It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's it's more than just killing animals. How do I start
0: it,
1: Brittany? My name My, is,
0: does my hair look okay? It's
2: fantastic. My
1: name is Mike Axelrod Your, your agave glass looks very very full tonight. And I, and I just started.
2: We have uh, we have like here's a here's a question. Here's a uh question to find out if everybody's wife's like mine. We have company coming over tomorrow, and I mean like we keep a, you know like like our house isn't complete chaos, but th- does everybody else have this another level of clean that the house ha- house has to be if company's coming over? Like like she just if the cleaning lady is coming over we have to clean (laughs) okay all right i just wanted to make sure yeah
3: and i'm like i'm it blows blows my mind i don't know when i was single it was just like cleaning is coming great it's gonna be clean for a week
2: yeah that's right that's right that's right so i didn't have any drink uh, because i've been uh company cleaning but the house looks beautiful you got a phenomenal blood origins hat on i know i know i had that like that i had that made in utah We've got to make some of those Leather Patch Hats with the Blood Origins logo. On. Be way we just need better to make if I remember the name. I think the comp, like, I don't want to screw up the company name. I think the company was actually called the Leather Patch Company. Great company. Yeah, artist. I think that – yeah, yeah. I will find their business card because now I feel horrible that I can't remember the exact name of the company. But what was cool with the show is you just walked up, like, gave them the artwork walked around looked at some hunting show booths came back and your hat was done i mean it was you know just custom right there on the spot sweet sweet
1: well cody you know one of the things that we pride ourselves on at blood origins is being literally the spear tip on things happening in the hunting industry and hunting space and the outdoor space the conversations hectic conversations that are happening out there and um you know, the roundup typically is a roundup of the hottest topics, the hottest news articles that are hitting the street on a weekly basis, right? Absolutely. Or at least, at and least today, in our opinion. In our opinion, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and last week, we were talking about the, the, it's pretty much died down, right? I haven't heard anything about old Cecil forty out of Montana. You haven't heard anything else, have you?
2: Yeah, no, I I I think that uh the folks that are trying to uh the folks that are trying to rile us up are uh are struggling right now, you know. part of its hunting season's winding down a little bit. Um, you know, it's uh yeah, it, it's been a, it's been a slow news cycle until just just a couple days ago here.
1: Yep, and um some news breaking news that just came out in terms of all the wins that we see to be having. Remember that section four three six that was in the House bill and the Senate bill, the appropriations bill at the federal level to strike um monies being given to Fish and Wildlife Service to process trophy imports. Yeah. It got struck out of the omnibus
2: appropriations bill for FY twenty two. Excellent. Today. That's incredible. That's we we uh incredible. Nice. We've had we've got a lot what of good things. wins lately.
1: Dude, we're we're stacking, stacking plus ones in our column. And um, yeah, we are stacking them. But today,
2: Cody, we're going to talk about one article. There's only one article that we're talking about today. The specific mention of it is from your favorite website, TMZ. My favorite website? I don't think I've ever been to TMZ before. Hunting, (laughs) Hunting made TMZ.
1: That's incredible. Let me uh, let me tell you the, the the headline of the article: NFL's Derek Wolf kills 2,000 pound buffalo arrow
2: through the heart. I, I want to do this now. I, I was kind of being, uh, you know, obviously I was making jokes about TMZ. To be fair, like TMZ's, it, it was. 14 sentences right like there's not there's not some big uh incredible journal No, well, we can we can read it, and it and we can read it. It's, it it's so short yeah absolutely it, and that i i want to read it because they honestly just kind of covered it right like they didn't make a big there, it wasn't the uh by any in any means the nastiest of the things written on the internet yeah so here it is Super Bowl champ Derek wolf checked the lifelong dream of his bucket list this week
1: by hunting down and killing a massive 2,000-pound buffalo, and the picks are gnarly. The 32-year-old Baltimore Ravens defensive end shared images of the aftermath of his Instagram on Sunday, holding the buffalo's heart in his hand, showing an arrow going through right through the organ. Took two arrows to bring the 2,000-pound beast down, Wolf said, of the kill. First at 34 yards, and the second a perfect heart shot at 67 yards. A childhood dream come true and there's a picture that says like this big yellow chevron warning graphic images. Wolf also posted up close pictures of the damage and yeah, there's a ton of blood. Wolf is also is usually known for tracking down quarterbacks. He has 34 sacks in his career but did not play in 2021 due to an injury. Maybe he'll have his teammates over for a buffalo dinner. So Cody, why don't we ask the man himself whether or not he will have his teammates over to eat some bison. Derek Wolf, can you answer that question for us?
3: Anybody's invited over. I'm going to have, I got 581 pounds of good lean meat coming. I'm excited for it. I'll be here in about a week.
1: What? All right. No. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You didn't just chop the
3: head off and no. leave it in the field? no. That's what they want you to think. Well, first of all, I needed. I wanted to correct TMZ. It's a bison, not a buffalo. I didn't kill a Cape buffalo or something. I didn't kill something, you know, not that Cape buffalo are endangered, but I didn't kill an endangered species. If anybody would take a drive down, go down I-70 and just keep driving, go down 25 and just keep driving south into New Mexico, and you'll see an abundance of, of bison down there. And my diet is primarily bison. It's just a leaner meat, and I think you are what you eat, you know? So – and i'd rather i'd rather pro, i'd rather harvest my animal in the field know what it was eating what kind of grass was around that it, it was feeding on and rather than go to a, a supermarket pick out a steak i have no clue what that animal went through before it died or, at least i know that the animal that i killed had a, a good clean kill it was humane it didn't suffer it was it was a quick it was really quick my guide actually told me it was the quickest kill he'd seen on a bison he said guys come out there with those 300 win mags and they don't come they don't go down
2: that quick yeah that that hard right. uh, that heart was no longer going to pump blood shout out to uh shout out to annihilator broadheads um you know
3: oh then those one those 150 grains i mean they, they sound like a two by four
2: yeah that's cool that's awesome that's uh let i want to go back real quick to the inviting your teammates over like what's the what would the. I mean, like, obviously right now, I mean, you may not even have been in the locker room or on the facility since it happened, but what's the, in the NFL, what's the overall temperature on hunting? I mean, like, I mean, Lamar Jackson got the whole offensive line Hoyt bows
3: this year for Christmas. Are you so. serious? I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. And Lamar doesn't hunt. He doesn't even hunt. He just thought it'd be a cool gift for him, so. I, every, listen. When you come in there, like, like, because I like I said in Baltimore, you can kill a ton of deer. You can hunt deer all all year long. You get unlimited doe tags in Baltimore County. You get three. You get two buck tags and one like bonus tag. So you can kill two with a bow, one with a uh, muzzleloader or a shotgun, or you can kill two with a shotgun or muzzleloader and then one with a with a bow. So you get. I mean, you can kill. You know, you can harvest so many different. You know, so many deer and do so much with that meat. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of homeless. A lot of there's trucks that drive around these. Uh, what do you call them? There's cooler trucks with the coolers in the back. They drive around, pick up. You just gut them out.
1: Yeah, and reefer uh,
3: trucks. You just if you dress it, they'll come. Yeah, they'll come pick the truck. They'll come pick the deer up from your house, and and heart and uh, process it and give it to the homeless.
1: Oh, so there's like a Hunters for the Hungry program in, yeah. in Maryland. Yeah, yeah, that's something that nobody knows about, right? A lot of people don't realize that there's multiple Hunters for the Hungries programs in oh, multiple yeah. states uh for those people that just you know yeah you could kill six deer you can kill eight deer but really you know you're only going to consume two right so you know what are you going to do with the other six you're not going to let it rot
3: in the field don't well, especially because there's you know the other thing and i didn't even know that this existed but in maryland there's a thing called crop damage permits for these whitetail because right they i mean you've seen what a herd a whitetail you get 50 60 whitetail in a in a soybean field they're gonna just destroy it. Right. You know, so they have to you have to thin that herd a little bit. You know, let alone 100%. all the disease. You have to thin that herd just a little bit. And um you know, so I had a I had a crop damage permit on the place I was staying at. I was renting a place that happened to be on seventy acres and had a soybean field there and the farmer gave me a crop damage permit. And you know, we uh in during COVID in twenty twenty, uh I'd be on a Zoom call and I would just be in the tree stand on the Zoom call and I actually, harvested a doe while I was on a Zoom call. My defense line coach was like, "What was that?" You know, because he heard the snap of the string. He said, like, "What was that?" I was like, "Oh, I just got one." You know, because we were just going over stuff that I'd been over you know a hundred times already. So I got my head. I just put a put a earbud in and sit up in the tree stand. I don't have to talk or anything. I'm just listening. So have
2: you? Uh, no, that's amazing. Have you, have you been a hunter all your Ohio, right? Are you, are you from Ohio? You played for Cincinnati? Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up in Northeast Ohio, up
2: around Youngstown. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter, all your life, just getting into it late in your life or what's the story there? So it was, so I got into it when I was, I, my stepdad
3: used to take me when I was a kid. And, uh, when I say he would take me, he would just sit me down in the woods somewhere and say, don't move. <laughs> and I would just sit there in the cold and freeze. Uh, but you know, he, he kind of introduced me to it. And then I, uh, when I was, I killed my first, my first buck when I was my first deer and it was a buck, but it was a small one, but with a bow, I cause I really didn't like gun hunting. I just like the challenge of, of archery was just so much more appealing to me. And the adrenaline rush that I got from that first kill was like, Oh man, you know, it was cool. And then like the whole process, you know, gutting, gutting the deer out, cleaning it, getting it processed and then having meat to eat that you actually harvested was like something special to me. It was like a, you know that that accomplishment is—it's a goal-oriented sport. You know, like your goal is mm-hmm. to is to harvest an animal. You want to harvest a big mature animal. Like that's, you know, that's what you want to do. And yeah, it looks good on the wall, but it also tastes good. You know, it's, it fills your freezer up and it feeds all your friends, all your family. You know, when you got, you know, people come over, I'm gonna have all this bison meat, and you know, I'll be able to. I cook on the Traeger almost at least once a week. So you know, my wife loves a, my wife will eat it. She won't eat anything. She won't kill anything, but she'll eat it. You know, and she has nothing against it, but I 13. got into it when I got into it when I was about eleven and then uh had my first. I it was all birds and stuff I had killed up until then, you know, pheasants and turkey. And then uh I started uh I I've been living on my own since I was fourteen actually. So once I was like off on my own doing my own thing, I just would go with friends and they kinda just got I didn't have money to buy bows, so I'd just borrow one that they had. And then I got to the point where I was too big to borrow any of their bows. The draw length it was like right here, you know holding it right here trying to release it was just not working out good so uh yeah I hunted all through high school and stuff I didn't get to hunt a lot because I wrestled and played football and you know as you know the fall is you know prime time and it just ate up all my ate up all my time and then during the spring it was wrestling so it just kind of it just kind of fell apart you know I didn't get to hunt at all really in college uh, so I kind of just like I didn't lose interest in it I just knew that I would get to pick it back up and then I got drafted by Denver and I was like oh man it'd be awesome to go on an elk hunt and then I come out here and I find out that it's like impossible to get a tag anywhere that there's like actual elk right. on the property. You know, it's impossible to get those tags unless you want to pay, you know, 30 grand for a, a landowner tag or, a, you know, some of these governor tags are going for 400 grand. It's like, what what is going on here? You know, like, and it's not like on my day off, I'm going to go hike 11 miles up in the Rockies right. after I just played a football game, you know? So I, I just, I just, during the off seasons, I would, uh, you know, go down to Florida and and hit a ranch down there, you know, try to harvest something like an axis deer or something, but it just didn't happen a lot. And, uh, so really I just started getting back into it a lot, you know, the last couple of years, it's just, it's just, I missed it. You know, I just really missed being in the woods and, uh, you know, I I have a lot of childhood trauma that I have to get through and that it really helps me deal with that. You know, it helps me be being alone in the woods and with one with nature, you know, I, uh, I tree saddle hunt too. So you know, I don't just sit in a tree stand. You know, I'm up there in a tree saddle. It just feels safer to me. And I feel like when you're 6'6, 300 pounds, you stick out like a sore thumb on one of those lock ons, you know? And they say they're rated for 300 pounds, but I don't trust them. I don't like yeah. I can stand on a piece yeah. of aluminum 35 feet up in a tree. You don't want to take it right to that limit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be
2: right at that limit. Yeah,
3: either. I'm taking it right there. I'm right. And they say other people are always like, oh, they double the limit. You know, it's, I'm like, yeah, whatever. But it's still aluminum and it'll still bend. <laughs> so Eric, I'll stand uh, on that Eric- predator platform.
1: Yeah, Eric Rowe, the, um, one of the uh, Viking Raiders uh, tag team champions, the WWE guy, he's a big saddle hunter as well.
3: Yeah, um, I love it. I think it hides you better than any other any other form. Mm-hmm. I can really, I can literally just hug the tree. Mm-hmm. Because I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting in just like a lock-on and a, like a deer come walking by and looking straight at me. And I'm not moving an inch. I'm just sitting still. And I'm like, how did he see me? Mm-hmm. I had all this cover around it because I'm – because you know they have that photographic memory, you know they they take snapshots of the woods while they're walking through, and when they come through that, they come through and look and there's something new there, you know, but if I'm behind the tree, they're not gonna see me, so I'll be in good mm-hmm. shape, a
2: fairly a fairly mm-hmm. good size something new, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, they're like not a hundred
1: and sixty pound little thing in the tree, right.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just big blob up in the tree, you know
1: <laughs> Derek, um. I wanna probe a little bit. Obviously we've got a lot of questions and, and this is you know, we like to tell the truth and we like to like pull things apart a little bit. Um I, I wanna know a little bit more. You mentioned obviously Lamar Jackson bought the whole offensive line and I'm surprised that Cody hasn't even like quizzed me on football trivia. Uh we're already fifteen minutes in because obviously I know hardly anything about football. At all. I know yeah. no He's typically the f- football that I'm used to is with a, a foot and a ball. You know, the real football. <laughs> He's liable to ask um, you if
2: Pele was Pele was one of your football heroes. That, that's what's gonna that's this South African thing is uh
0: football oh, in the
2: old west. You don't want to get into it with Robbie. Hey look, <laughs> look, I know that Derek plays on the defense. Mm, pretty darn yes. good
1: right there. Defensive end did you did, mm, you,
2: you, did you know it. he was a Super Bowl champion? Yes, Denver Broncos. Do you know what the Super Bowl is? Yep. Okay. Yes.
1: It's a place where you watch really fancy commercials. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. This is no, it's all, on. All, all seriousness. When you... He, he bought you those bows, but are there people in the hunting, maybe um, not in hunting, in, in the football realm, that are like, man, that's not something you should be doing? Are there people that or anti-hunting in the football realm have you come across it? i mean i mean
3: i don't think so I, I i think that as far as if they know who i am and they see that i i'm not hunting i'm not trophy hunting you know i'm not just going out there looking for a trophy you know i'm not going to shoot the first thing i see either you know i'm going to wait and pick a mature animal you know to harvest whether it be a doe or a buck or you know a ter- i'm not going to shoot a tiny little tom turkey you know i'm not
1: but well, technically my wife you always are says, a trophy hunter.
3: Oh, ba- ba- I'll sh- I'll show my wife a picture of these bucks that I, you know, that I that I mm-hmm. get and she'll be like, "Oh, poor baby deer." And I'm like, "It's a it's a 6-year-old buck. What are you talking about? Like it's mm-hmm. not a baby." <laughs>
1: yeah. mm-hmm. But well, but, technically you yeah, are a think- trophy hunter. You are well, a trophy hunter if you do uh, not you are a selective hunter if you don't shoot that first thing that comes out. You've chosen a value that gets placed on an animal yeah. which technically, you know, is in the selective trophy realm.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, but I'm not just going out there shooting and chopping the head off, leaving the meat out there to rot, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm eating these, these, these animals are going to good. I'm not using every bit of it that I can, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't just shoot an animal and don't go look for it. You know, I, I'll go walk miles looking for him. Doesn't matter how bad I'm hurting, you know, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I, that's like the worst feeling is to leave to leave an animal that you think could be suffering or, you know, that you're going to lose all that meat to a coyote to a pack of coyotes or some foxes and it's just, you know, there, I don't Is think it, there's really anybody in the locker room that thinks that, oh, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. There's, I never got that feeling from anybody that I was around, you know, and I, we got some pretty, uh, fu- you know, some, some far left guys in the locker room, you know, that, you know, big Joe Biden guys and big anti-Trump guys. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a crazy right wing freak, but I'm a, I'm also, I also like to keep what I earn and I mm-hmm. also don't love communism. So. Mm-hmm. you know not to get political but you know it's we still they still respect what i do and mm-hmm. you know I, I respect their views and they respect my views and it, that's the thing about a football team is it's like a big family mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you, you can't let political views and different thoughts on life come in between that if you want to win you know it's just a distraction so i don't think that there's any i never felt that way though i never felt like somebody was judging me or looked down on me or thought i was a you know an asshole, you know, excuse me, I mm-hmm. thought I was an mm-hmm. asshole because I was out there, you know, hunting whitetail or hunting turkey. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth that you mentioned,
1: Cody, that when you, 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 you take a deer or you, you shoot something and you can't find it and you look for it. And it, there's, there's always this pit in your stomach about like, shit. Yep. I, it's always there, right? And so it's like, how do you capture that? Because the antis are always like, oh, you guys have no ethics. You have, you know, you're just shooting for the shooting's sake. But it's happened to me every single time that you find some blood and you're like, all right, I found blood. And then when the blood sort of, you lose the blood trail, there's this
2: sinking feeling inside you going, oh, shit. Yeah, I sometimes yep. I sometimes have it. Uh, well, when we were in Bear Camp in Maine, I mean – we we're talking about a thirty three yard iron sight rifle shot here and i i pulled the trigger and was instantly filled with anxiety like and i i i i sometimes <laughs> and i have some i have some experience shoot i mean i spent some time at marine Corps sniper school learning how to shoot a ri- i could shoot a rifle i i i know what i'm doing um and i that uh i sometimes get that anxiety um yeah i'm i'm petrified of it like it it's one of my worst fears is i don't is is not making that that the best clean and it, and it happens to everyone right like i'm not trying to claim that with my bow or my rifle that i've never i've i've made some bad shots i've had some things go out of heart of beast in africa that it was like they'd given a baboon, a rifle. I couldn't do anything right on the thing. Um, but yeah, no, that's it. It's a, it's amazing. It's, it's part of the, it's part of the adrenaline. It's part of the intensity. It's part of the, that, uh, you know, it's why we practice too, right? It's why we, it's why we take the time to, to hone our skills. Um, but it still doesn't eliminate that worry, especially if the thing runs off. And then like, like you said, Robbie, if, the the times that you i i guided whitetail hunts um for about 13 years and and i mean on, on and off and uh you know you lose a blood blood trail even if it's somebody else's blood trail that that i'm helping with you're your sick. stomach gets in nausea, you're sick about yeah it. and and you feel for the other you feel for the guy you're helping track even let alone if it's you it's uh, I, I don't I don't know how you portray that to the aunties that were that it's not a cold. It's 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 an emotional, intense thing, um, that's hard and not always fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know how you portray mm-hmm. that to them, I and mean, they're never going to believe you. They think you're just out there slinging arrows and sticking holes. And... You have to do it. Yeah, exactly. You have to do it to understand them. it. You know, it's, it's just like we talked about last week. People talking about. Lion hunting with hounds being not fair chase. You know, I I would love to. I mean, anybody that wants to tell me lion hunting with hounds is not fair chase, just come with us, right? Like, go try yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because because I'm, I mean, I'm not the in the worst shape in the world, but I'm. It's, come on, come on. Let's be honest. Well, I'm not good shape either. I didn't say I was in good. I said I'm. Not, I mean, there's <laughs> people in worse shape. Um, but lion hunting with hounds is hard. I mean, and it's like harder than anything most people have done. You could take a 90% of the population has never done anything that physically hard ever. Um, right. And, and that, that's, you're right. The only way to make people understand some of those emotions and challenges is to, we do it. We, we offer it all the time. We're constantly, when we're arguing with somebody, on, you know, on the internet about this or that, we're like, well, let's go. We've offered to take people to Africa. To see what it's actually Well that's like you that's with. like
3: a vegan that's like a vegan attacking you for eating meat and then when they try to offer you a vegetarian burger, I saying, no, nah, I will never try that. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly.
3: I'll try it and it tastes like it tastes like it tastes terrible. Yeah, it tastes <laughs> like so, beyond that beyond meat taste it tastes terrible. Mm-hmm. I'd rather eat real meat. Derek, are
1: there any is there anybody this is and this line of questioning is, is getting me somewhere. When is there anybody on your team or that you know in the football realm that is a mainstreamer, we'll call you a mainstreamer, you know, you're fairly famous, that hunts. Thanks. No, Hey, I'm just saying, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. you. Just do, you met know like um, that hunts, but will not say
2: publicly that they hunt. We're not looking for a name. Just does that exist? Yeah. Does that exist? I, I don't know because
3: everybody I know that hunts is like pretty open about it. You know, I don't know if they do, they keep it from everyone. It's just right. a secret that they keep from everybody.
1: Well, that's like, good. That's, know, that's encouraging to know. That's encouraging to hear that you say that because, you know, we need more of you. What I'm trying to say is we need more of you because what you did was you decided I hunt and this specific animal, you hunted a bison, and you decided to show that you hunted that bison, and the world pretty much imploded around you.
3: How? Much, oh yeah, they they their minds are blown. How
2: much? How much? How much attention were, do you pay to that stuff? As, How How were, much?
3: None. My wife. My wife does that. My wife's like a pit bull on them. That's awesome. She's like a pit bull. When he's, they start talking shit about me, she gets crazy about it. I'm just like, ignore them. Who cares? They don't, they don't understand. They don't even know the story behind it. They don't even know. They don't know that that vice. They, they act like I just walked out there in a cow pasture and shot a cow. So let's
1: talk about the hunt. Let's talk about the hunt. You shot it with a bow, okay? Yes. Do you practice every day with your bow? Yeah.
3: Yeah. How often? How many
1: arrows do you sling a day?
3: I usually sling at least 12. Okay. At least 12, groups of three, three at a time.
1: Okay. So we have
3: the idea that
1: you shot this thing for the first time ever, lucky shot, 67 yards through the heart.
3: Yeah. And I actually, I don't have a lot of space to shoot here in my house. You're actually really not even supposed to shoot your bow and arrow out in your neighborhood here. but
1: Well, don't tell us where you live.
3: Yeah you're not really, they, they just tell you, they're like, Oh, you're not supposed to be shooting. Your I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm not bothering anybody. Leave me alone. So when it's, I'll shoot down here. I got 20 yards. I can shoot here in my basement. I'll do that. Um, but those 150 grain broadheads were a lot heavier than the hundred grain. I'm used to, I'm usually shooting, you know, everything else I shoot with is with a hundred grain, but I was like, I just wanted to be that. Like I said, I wanted to be sure that I wasn't going to just wound this thing, and then I'm tracking it forever, and then I'm you know sticking arrows in the side. I did a lot of research on where to shoot them, where to where you want to uh, where you want to place that shot at, where their heart was. Their heart is down super low, just like a deer, but their lungs are huge. They come way up. Their lungs are huge, so I was like, all right, if I just aim in that general area, I'm going to get a vital shot. But I wanted a, a specifically a heart shot because these things they said these things will run for a couple miles after you lung shot them. And I was like, no, thanks. I don't want to, you know, I just had a hip surgery a couple of weeks ago. So I'm like fresh off of crutches. I was really looking forward to this hunt. My wife set this up for me as a, um, as an anniversary present because she knew how bad I wanted to go and harvest my own bison. Cause she knows how much I love bison. I love to eat bison. I, I, like I said, I, you are what you eat. Right. You know? So I, I like to think like, I'm this big, giant, fast bison. Right. So like, I'm gonna harvest this animal and eat that meat and it's gonna like make me feel good. It's going to, I'm gonna have some pride in the meat that I'm eating. But it was it was a, a special hunt, man, because it was on this big giant this big giant ranch down in New Mexico. It's thirty thousand acres. It's these are all free range buffalo. They're they just roam around, you know, and they hang out in herds and the big giant bulls kinda of hang out by themselves. This old bulls, like ten years plus. And, you know, I will say this that You know, for the people that are like, "Oh, that poor buffalo deserved a better death." The best case scenario is that bull gets old and he can't really walk around anymore, and then coyotes come and eat him asshole first, alive. That's his. That's the best case scenario for that animal. Or he gets a disease and suffers and dies, and the meat's no good and he doesn't. It goes to waste
2: because if he's diseased, those other animals won't even eat it. Mm -hmm. So you know, buzzards are going to pick at it, or another bull kills him in an incredibly. Drawn yeah, out violent long way, yeah, yeah absolutely violent miserable way especially especially once those herd bulls have dropped out, which is exactly what you know which is exactly what everyone that's hunting bison um in North America is hunting the herd bulls that have moved out um scientifically or you or you could hunt management bulls and cows and stuff, not you don't just hunt herd bulls. Right,
3: but, no, so you don't just have to
2: the, no. the, the majority of the of the bull hunts are for the bulls that have been kicked out that are on their own and that have been kicked out by a new herd bull. Um, the that, that bull's done breeding. You're, you're not doing, you're doing zero damage to the long-term viability of any populations. Um, and contrary to what the whole world thinks, the bison population in the United States is actually somewhere between four and 500,000 bison. Um, it's thriving. And about thirty to forty thousand of those are free range wild. Um, if you if you if you're sitting there and just want to be mad about bison, you know, you don't have anything else to do, um, organize and find a way to uh Yellowstone's gonna kill nine hundred this year. Nine hundred, yeah. yeah nine hundred
3: and they're they're the 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 worst part because I try to get in on that. I tried to do some research on that and get in on that. I was like, they're going to let people hunt these things. Cause like, if you've been to the Yellowstone, you see how, you know, these, how beautiful the country is in the Tetons. And it's just amazing country, you know, and would, that would just be an incredible hind. I don't know how you'd get them out of there. It'd be, a, you need to let, you need a whole army of guys to carry him out of there. You know, quarter them up and you'd have to just process it right there. Probably it'd be impossible mm-hmm. to just, I mean, that one hind quartered a 170 pounds. Oh,
1: it's so crazy. just carrying that
3: one piece out, you know, is. So so to me they're not even if they don't let people hunt that means they're going to be in helicopters just shooting these bulls. Yeah, they, they and just leave them there. The, That's what they'll the do. The
2: Yellowstone group um there will be some that are just slaughtered. Um they they have a they have, they have a, they're they're trying um the problem with the Yellowstone herd is that they're actually they are proven to have some of them have brucellosis. So the The relocation of them is very, 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 very difficult, time consuming, and expensive. <laughs> like, like, actually, yeah. like It's a is it a hundred and eighty day quarantine, Robbie? I think. No. Um, every buffalo that comes off there has to be quarantined. Quarantining large groups of wild bison turns is not. You don't just you know put up some cattle pen.
1: It's a multiple stage effort. It's yeah. just a they'll huge run right the
3: They'll, they They can jump a four-foot fence. Yeah. Oh, no, they they've got right big over.
1: quarantine facilities, big quarantine facilities, big expensive uh, places. It's, it's a big, 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 big to-do. I'm I glad you mentioned those numbers. Them. Oh, yeah, they do. Yellowstone has one. Fort Peck has one. Um, another Indian reservation has a quarantine facility. Because of the brucellosis, right, the Montana issue with brucellosis, you can't transport bison, so you have to t- deal with the bison right there and there outside Yellowstone. But the numbers, Cody, are, are impressive because I know yeah. one of the articles that I read, not the TMZ article, was that Derek Wolf killed a near threatened. That's what they called it, near yeah. threatened. And I'm like, shit, near threatened is like least of least concern on the IUCN yeah. <laughs> list of species, right? And the National Bison Association has the million bison goal that they're striving towards, you know? Well, the, so, the, the stupidity of
2: bison, the, not not the stupidity of the bison conversation, The real, real stupidity of it is the one that I saw that said they were that, you know, that they were only at one percent of their original population. Like any human being, any human being that thinks we need to go back to 30 million bison does not understand the world right? Like 30 million bison is not a thing. You can't have 30 million bison and 400 million people in the United States at the same time. It just does not work. It would never function. Um, So they're actually healthy. The wild herds are growing. Um, Domestic herds are growing. Bison are doing very well. And uh, if you don't believe me, just Google it. Like even some of the anti-hunting websites are having to admit bison populations are doing very 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 well and and the management of them is a real thing a lot the the grand canyon national park herd was open to hunting this year um Mm -hmm. it's a very select tag a very controlled amount very specific bulls that were to be taken out but that herd has gotten too big for its controlled ecosystem that it's in and uh that form of management, as well as hunts like Derek went on, um, are helping to grow the herd. They're helping to put mm-hmm. dollars back into conservation and they're helping to keep, you know, people that have free range herds on private property to keep them right. To that to, to, They yep. provide a means for those Buffalo to be a viable financial option for them. Um, and that, it's an expensive hunt. It's not cheap. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. I have a great friend, uh, Daryl that that works here with us at Blood Origin. Some um, uh, went on one uh, two years ago now. I think in, Cali- in California, California, yeah. a pri- private land hunt, but a free range herd. Um, and yeah, it's uh, that those private herds are actually why we still have buffalo. Right. I mean, it's it's not they they were keeping the private herds going before we got into it federally and started uh, having public land herds. So the bison are doing very, very well. Um, I'm glad I'm glad that you uh, I think the best approach, I think the best approach probably Derek is to completely ignore it and then have a pit bull of a wife that deals with people when they need help. I think that's the, <laughs> exactly the proper way. She's got time.
1: Yeah. So let me, let me ask this question, because this is the hardest question, um, and I like to purposely poke, and this is a poking question. At Blood Origins, we like to ask the question, when someone posts something, does it help or hurt hunting? And so you posted two, two pictures, one of you with the bison, and then one with the heart. Opened up, arrow through the heart. Open, honest question. Do you think the arrow through the art picture was necessary? If
3: you knew my intention of for posting that, I didn't think it like I thought it was cool that it was like it was a cool picture to have. Because it was like a candid picture because I was like blown away at the size of this this beast's heart. Like it was just a giant heart, you know? But for me it was to show like, look, I did, I made a good clean kill. Like here's proof I made a good clean kill. And anybody that's ever I mean, it's just Common sense to know that, like, if you put an arrow through something's heart, it's going to expire pretty quickly.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, because mm-hmm. I, because my intentions were to show that, like, look, I, I made a good, clean kill. It was a clean kill. Like, mm-hmm. I did. I had washed my arms off and everything already, all the blood off my arms and stuff. Like, if I, I wanted did to post that, like, I did if notice I wanted that. To, yeah, if I wanted to post like a, a graphic picture, I would have shown one of me tearing everything out of it. You know, and tearing all those guts out of there and, and taking because I wanted to see if the arrow was buried in there still. Because it disappeared on flight. and I just was like, man, I think I hit him right in the heart. And when you know, I walk up there, he's, he didn't make it 20 yards. He made it maybe 35 yards, I think. I, I did not want to say 20. I think it was like 35 yards. I just walked it, so it wasn't, it wasn't accurate. But, you know, the, the guide was like, that was a quick kill, man. i never seen a buffalo or a bison go down that quick. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's, I hit him right in the heart. I had to him. Mm-hmm. Right in the aorta. You know, it was just a perfect shot, the perfect mm-hmm. kind of shot that you ask for. You couldn't ask for a better shot. I hadn't sure. even been able to practice up to seventy yards. I'd only had, I only got fifty yards out here in the backyard that I could and it's real sketchy. I got to shoot like, shoot like in between some trees, and like it's a mm-hmm. tough shot. So, and I'm shooting these new broadheads, and they they just drop so much. You know, the, their flight they lose a lot of a lot of flight, but they didn't lose any velocity. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It buried, it buried in there, man. It disappeared. That fletching just disappeared. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I posted that second picture because I wanted to show that I made a good, clean kill. And my wife even said, "Maybe you shouldn't have posted the heart picture." And I was like, oh, "I don't know. I wasn't thinking of because I sometimes I do things and I could care less if somebody's offended by it, you know." Like,
1: <laughs> I, I certainly think the heart picture is the one that got everyone stirred up. It's be definitely honest. because okay? I've
3: posted pictures with whitetail and turkey, and, you know, all kinds of other fox, all kinds of other pictures, and nobody had a word, nothing to say about it. Everybody's, "Oh, nice, nice kill," you know, it's gonna be good eating. But mm-hmm. this one, you're like, "Oh my gosh, how could you do?" Like if they saw what happened at a slaughterhouse, no, oh, the meat that they're getting from the grocery store. If they saw what happened in those slaughterhouses, how disgusting it is, they would be like, "Oh man!" You now they walk up and just shoot it in the head with one of those uh, pressure guns.
2: Mm-hmm. Just, it's like a mm-hmm. and
3: I
1: think, and then it was they great go and pick just, man.
2: I, 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 there's no honor. I, I think it was a great pick, and I, and I too think that I took it exactly. You know, you know. Obviously, th- there was some pride there. There was nothing like look at this shot I made. Not in any, I'm not saying in, in an egotistical way, but look, you know, and good ethical shot that that uh, that the animal didn't suffer. Um, and I, I like that, you know, like you said, you cleaned up a little bit, right? It doesn't you because you were making a point and not just shock factor. Well, he made a conscious effort
1: right. to clean his hands yeah. and yeah. arms and whatnot. Yeah. You know? I even
2: like ran a hose over the
3: uh, the heart a little bit because it was there was a lot of blood. You know, I just like I was like this just kind of going to be kind of graphic. And then I picked the heart up and then my buddy was like, "Let me get a picture of that." And he took a picture. and I was like, "Oh, whatever." And then he sent it to me. I was like, "That's kind of a cool picture." You know, no, I'm going to put that picture. on there with it. I had a obviously had a ton of pictures, you know, to choose from. And I was like, "Well, this shows how how good of a kill that you know." Because I was thinking about what my caption would be, you know, because I knew. That I had to word it right, or else people were going to go crazy. You know, well, the fact like,
1: that you're even thinking about that, Derek, is exactly what we need hunters to do. We 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 have a saying, and we have a lot of sayings, but thinking is going to save hunting.
3: Absolutely, and that's the problem. People don't like to see that gory, the blood, the, all that stuff. You know, there's a lot of people that that won't eat meat that has bone around it. You know, my wife's like that. She won't eat a chicken wing. You know, because the bones around it, and it reminds her that's a it was a living animal. She won't kill a spider. You know, she won't kill a moth. It's just how she is. But she doesn't have anything against people that want to go out and, and, and hunt and do it ethically. You know, if they want to get mad at somebody, you know, get mad at these poachers that are just pulling up on the side of the road and shooting big bucks for no reason. Going out, caping them out, and then leaving. You know, that's, that's who you, that's like, we can all get behind getting angry at that. You know, that's the kind mm-hmm. of people we need to be attacking, but. Good ethical mm-hmm. hunters, like why are we attacking good ethical hunters who are legally hunting and doing it the right way? And you know, if they knew what it, what all goes into it, you know, just all right. So I own a I own a property in Fairplay, Colorado. I have seventy acres. I border a million acres of national forest. Same. As I'm code. not even allowed. I'm not even allowed to hunt. I have to build up points and draw just like everybody else because you need 160 acres. I'm like, what country are we living in? <laughs> like I come from Ohio where if you have one acre and there's a whitetail that comes across your property, you could, you know, you can hunt it.
1: Yeah. You yeah,
3: know, yeah. so, so it blows my mind that I can own, own that much land and still not be allowed to hunt it. Like, so that tells them how serious these, these laws and are there. They're there to protect the herds. And I understand that, right. Mm-hmm. You know, cause if mm-hmm. every, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry that had an acre of land up in the you know mountains could just go out there and kill a deer, you know, kill an elk, you know, the herd wouldn't last long. I think it would be fine, but cause you know, most people aren't, Aren't going to even outsmart them. So, to me, the fact that I have to still draw tags on seven, when I have seventy acres of my own property, I border a million acres. You know, it's it just blows my mind. But mm-hmm. okay, if that's the way it goes, then that's the way it goes. You know, I'll mm-hmm. I'll wait and I'll wait for that time, and then I'll harvest mm-hmm. a nice mature bull off that property. And you know, there's moose up there and brown bear and yeah, I was going to say mountain lions everywhere. I and have stuff. Uh,
2: I've got quite a few Colorado preference points. Should I put in for the Fair play unit, Derek. <laughs> unit forty nine. I, I know what I know what unit is. I know where the fair play elk bird is. I I, I yeah, I, I fly fish around fair play quite a bit and uh I'm just kidding.
3: Oh you do? I've been looking for somebody to go fly fishing with up there because I, I love the fly fish as well. Just
2: so. holler There's your man. I, love I do a lot of fly fishing in that area and uh I'm not saying it's good. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm good at it, but but uh I definitely know some spots up there I also know where the elk hang out up there and uh that's probably what I'm holding points for is that unit that's a that's it's a great unit that's, oh, that's yeah. a reasonable drive for me i mean i'm i'm there in in uh in an hour and a half from my house and uh yeah it's about the same for me yeah, about an hour and a half to get up the there the fly fishing's incredible and uh the elk the fair play elk herd is is uh i'm just saying if you need somebody to clear out elk for you on your property, cause you're, you're busy, you're busy winning <laughs> Super Oh well, Listen,
3: you draw that, you, you draw, you draw that tag. We'll go up there. We'll stay at the cabin and we'll, I'll film Oh it.
2: God. Now you're screwing around. Cause
3: I'm where work- I actually, am working on, I'm working on, I'm talking to a few ranchers up there. I'm getting a landowner tag from one of them. They, they, they had them all used up this for this coming season. But uh, the year after, I think I'll be able to slip in there and, sweet and get a landowner tag because it's six preference points just to enter just to be entered for the draw. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's
2: a great unit.
1: Well, certainly hit Cody up, man. He's in Colorado and he'd love to, uh, to help you out. I just want to say I'm a big fan of the fact that you don't shy away from showing that you're a hunter. Again, the whole, I, you know, there are main, there are big, big influences out there that are hunters. That do not show that they are hunters, and we know that they are hunters.
3: Because and of it's Hollywood, almost,
1: yeah, they're far, they're worried about getting canceled, man. They're worried yeah. about like what is Hollywood going to say, or whoever's going to say it. And they've made bukus of bukus of cash. You shouldn't be worried anymore.
3: You shouldn't be worried. You shouldn't be afraid to be who you are. It's a hunting is a it's a lifestyle. You know, it's a lifestyle. It's a passion. It's a great passion of mine. I'll tell you. I've, I've made, I've had sacks in the Super Bowl AFC championship games. The, the rush that you get from like harvesting a target buck or, you know, I haven't been able to harvest an elk yet. I haven't even got to go I got one plant. I got one planned here coming soon. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens with re- uh, if I retire or not, or if I keep playing, I'm not sure yet. You know, we've got to see how this hip goes, but I got an elk hunt that it's, it's waiting to happen. And I just, everybody tells me, man, that, that high is like nothing you've ever felt. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I'm like, I've, I've almost fallen out of the tree stand. Cause I'm so fired up and excited, you know, mm-hmm. but you make a play on the field and it's just like, all right, next play, let's move to the next play, you know? But when it, when you actually harvest the time and effort that goes into harvesting an animal, you know, you're not just walking out there and just shooting the first thing you see, you know, good luck even seeing something, just walking out there being loud anyways, you know, you gotta be sneaky and when you're six, six, 300 pounds, you're not real sneaky you know it's just you got to find other ways to hide you know you got to use the trees to your advantage and you know you're not gonna obviously i'm not gonna go out in the open in some grass you know go put a belly crawl in because they're gonna see me you know they just (laughs) just being big makes it tough yeah Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i just think that i think that these people i think these people that like to hide you know what they love to do and i you know i think it's sad i feel bad for them that they can't share that with the rest of the world because you know when i when i do retire my plan is to. I'm going to start filming all of my hunts because I want to share that experience with people. I want people to see, like, look, look how much fun we had harvesting this animal. Look how much work went into this and how much work it was packing him out and how much work, you know, we put into just the planning of a hunt, you know, and, and how much money you got to spend on making sure that your bow is shooting right. and You know, make sure your strings are nice and tight. and You got to hope and pray that in flight, if you're traveling somewhere, that your bow doesn't get bent or something, you know, because TSA just tosses those things around. You know, you got to make sure you're, it's just there's so much that goes into it, mm-hmm. you know, having the right gear, having the right boots, making sure your feet are going to be warm. You know, what's the weather going to be like? You know, the anxiety before a hunt, you know, just it's maximized. And, and I'll tell you, like shooting a big buck out of a tree stand has given me a bigger rush than a sack in a Super Bowl. It is like, so funny that
1: you say that because we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, Eric's wife, Sarah Rowe who has wrestled in WrestleMania, okay? And she said she got a bigger high. Like, she gets more of an adrenaline dump when, like, a doe's walking by or a buck's walking by than she was. Now, she said, don't get me wrong, WrestleMania was amazing. And obviously, having a sack in the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl is amazing. But there's just something primal about that the connection to that animal when it is so close.
3: Mm-hmm. especially especially archery hunting because you you see every everything slows down and you have to control your breath i mean my breathing gets crazy like i have to control i'm like oh, he's gonna hear me breathing and i get nervous he's gonna hear me breathing i gotta right. and then you can't hold your breath because then you're like up there shaking holding your breath you know it's just all everything has to happen so everything has to go right and there's so many things out of your control that have to go right the wind you know, people don't realize what the wind, how bad the wind. I mean, the wind just ruins so many hunts. You know, just oh, there's a buck coming in. Oh, here comes a doe, and then that that doe just gets a little. The wind just swirls just a little bit, and next thing you know, she's snorting and stomping and blowing at you, and she stands up for thirty minutes doing it, and it's like, oh, well, the hunt's ruined. Now I sat out here for four hours in the freezing cold for no reason. You know, just yeah. for the wind to switch one time.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. it's
3: just the it's just a it, and and like I said before the time alone in the woods to be alone in my thoughts and there's not a lot of outside noise is just, uh, it's invaluable to me. And it, and it keeps me, it keeps me under control, you know, like it keeps the emotions that I have and the PTSD that I have and the, you know, like I, cause I went through a lot as a kid, I had a rough childhood. So, you know, as an adult and a father and a husband, you know, I have to keep it together. You know, I can't just be like a, a nervous wreck all the time. I suffer from serious anxiety. But this really helps me keep that under control. And it's like, you know, every now and then I just need to go on a good hunt. You know, even if I don't harvest anything, just being in the woods does something for me. You know, Mm -hmm. unlike anything else, you know, going on hikes and stuff is cool too. But, you know, even going shed hunting, you know, looking for sheds and stuff is just, when you find a shed, it's like, oh man, like it's just, you know, there's so much fun around the sport itself, you know, because it's not Mm -hmm. just a sport, it's a lifestyle.
1: That's right. You know, I that's live. Right.
3: I like to. I live this lifestyle that is an outdoors lifestyle. Like I love to be outdoors. I loved, you know, my wife and I would like to snowboard and snowmobile and dirt bike and four wheel and do all that stuff. But I'm always like when I'm out on a dirt bike or something I'm like, oh, this might be a good spot to hunt. You know, like I'm think I'm always thinking about you know, oh, that'd be a good tree to put a stand in, or that'd be. That's you know, right.
1: That's right.
3: It's just the way it goes. You know. Yeah.
1: Once you're a hunter, you see landscapes. so So much differently differently. exactly how's the hip well look go ahead how's the hip exactly
3: uh it's just it's slow going man because i'm because of my size but you know it is what it is i had to have my labrum completely reattached to the bone um then they had to shave off a bunch of extra bone off my femur and off my pelvis then they had to sand they had to sand down the cartilage it's just uh, it's, uh, ten years in the trenches, man. It's just the way it goes. Sorry, I've man, been playing dude. this game since I was seven years old. Dang. I got some discs in my back that are de- degenerative, and they're bulging and a little bit. So, I just like like I said, man. I I if I can't hunt, then like I'll be miserable. So I got to make sure that I'm still healthy enough to hunt. And
1: that's right because
3: something my daughter my daughter's only two and a half, and she's got a little plastic bow and arrow that she like when I'm out there shooting. She wants to come out and shoot. You know, she wants to do everything mm-hmm. Dad's doing. So I already know that she's going to want to be involved in this and she's, it's something she's going to want to do. And, you know, we'll, well see some welcome. people, killing's not for everybody, you know? And, uh, but it's, uh, you know, I love, I love to be in the woods. I love to be in the in the wild. I want to bring my family into that as well. Um, because I think it's important for people to know how to, um, you know, harvest an animal. I think it's, I think it's something everybody should do. I'm always telling my wife, what if What happens if something happens to me, and there's a catastrophe. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, what if I'm like what if you have to go out there and kill an animal and you're not going to know what to do? Like what if you have to feed people? You know, what if you have to feed the feed our kids, you're not going to know what to do? And she just tells me I'm crazy, but I'm slowly working on her.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Well, looking away.
3: I do need to say this. Uh
1: the reason we have you on the podcast today tonight is a guy called Ward Hegler reached out to me. And he said to me, he said um I'm going to actually pull up his text message quickly. He said to me, he's like, Derek Wolf... Hold on. Derek Wolf has been cancelled, LOL. For legally hunting and killing a buffalo, these effing losers can't quit. You need to get (laughs) him on your podcast. This is Ward Hitler. I said... (laughs) I'm sorry, okay, to my response. I said, who is Derek Wolf? (laughs) Being completely honest, okay? (laughs) That's okay. Um, Anyway, so he sent me a bunch of things. I was like, all right, cool. I'll DM him through Instagram. Lo and behold, you fucking respond to our DM. Here you are, Blood Origins Podcast. By the way, when we hang up, stay on, because I need to get you a dress. Ward Hegler owns a company called Musket Powder, and he wants to send you a huge care package for all oh, your bison oh, yeah. meats. It's all seasonings and whatnot. So I oh, said I'd great. promise to get your address for him, okay? All right, cool. Cool. Derek, that'd... you are send the me
3: man. A, send, me a, send me a contact uh, so I can uh, thank him for that as well.
1: Oh, I will. I will. We'll get your numbers. We'll, we'll exchange numbers after this so that you can fly fish with Cody, and uh, we'll oh, stay
3: yeah. in touch. Well, you, you you give me on some fish, and I'll let you I'll let you hunt the property when you when
2: you draw that tag. We'll, I'll get go. you on as many trout as you want on.
1: <laughs> you don't know he he may be a shitty guy, though, you know. So
2: you may not have any hey, fun, hey, but we'll, just show me where to go. We'll we'll, we'll be in. We'll catch fish. I'll show, we'll, we'll I'll take you. We'll catch hey, fish. Uh,
3: a bad day of fishing is better than a good day at work every time. There we
1: go. Well, Derek Wolf, uh we certainly appreciate you. We appreciate you representing in the mainstream audience that likely is made up of a lot of non hunters and yeah. they saw that you hunt and they're like, Hmm, a couple of people may have been like, ah, I'm not too keen on that. But a lot of people are like, Hmm, I wonder what that is all about.
3: Well, you gotta understand this is built. This is building from 2016 when I told them that I loved my country and that this is the greatest country you could ever live in. And If you don't love it, then why do you stay? That's all I said. And they were like, oh my God, can you believe this guy? He's a far right psychopath. He's a racist. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, just because I love my country. Like, just because I love living in my my country. I love love this. If you've ever been out of the country and been to third world countries, you would understand that. But, you know, it just blows my mind that you can't even show any kind of patriotism, you know, for your own country without being called a racist.
2: I remember when you said it and I was stoked. I was right there with it and looking for more NFL players to get. And I'm like, all right, I like this guy. And then you went to the Ravens. And I'm going to be honest. I'm like, I'm a lifelong, I'm a lifelong Steelers fan. So I was like, um, eh, you know, I don't know anymore, but now that, now that I know you, I, no, 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 <laughs> no, I definitely, uh, I can admit that, uh, I've placed a wager or two on the Steelers and, uh, like I actually knew you were on the IR, right? Because I was watching the I was watching the uh, I, I, I placed a couple bets during both games this year. So, not that I'm happy in any way that you're hurt, Derek. That's not what I'm saying. But, <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's it's cool, man. And, but for that game, he was well. No, I wasn't happy that you were hurt. I was upset about that, but I was happy you weren't playing that that game.
3: Everybody, everybody in my hometown and where I come from. It's Steelers. Yeah, that's rough, man. That's, rough, man. that's rough.
2: Ohio is Steelers. I mean,
3: they're all Steelers fans. Yeah. All of them. I mean, they come – I'm talking like when we play the Steelers and I come out of the game to go see all my friends and family, they all got Steelers jerseys, <laughs>
2: Right,
3: right. And I'm like, you guys are dirtbags. Right. <laughs> like, you guys are
2: such dirtbags. Come on. People, but, people no, you I got it. tickets. I'm, people, you get them tickets and they show up in Steelers. <laughs> I paid for their tickets and everything. And they showed up in this, with a <laughs> terrible
3: towel. <laughs>
1: It's awesome. Oh, man. That's awesome. Derek Wolf, you're the man. Thank you, my man.
3: Thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. It was a good time. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as
1: always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.
3: Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.
1: The destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life.
2: Yeah, baby. 6'8 Western. I'll be there, baby. Right
1: there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.